if you have a patagonia please like please marry me because it's <laughs> fucking attractive hello and welcome back to single sounds I'm Katie Mack, the host and creator of this new dating method. I'm very happy to be back in your ears this week presenting to you a new fabulous single Londoner. This week's character is not short of opinions. She really does know what she wants, which is to date someone with a large height difference, who is affectionate, asks questions and ideally owns a Patagonian fleece. She is a big fan of the Off Menu podcast and loves sharing and talking about food as long as it's not about your meal deal choices. If this character sounds like your cup of tea, message the podcast at Single Sounds on Instagram. The link is in the show notes. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Nice to have you. Lovely to be here. Let's dive into your profile, who, what, where. So who are you sexually attracted to? I feel like everyone says men, unfortunately. And I'm also in that category of uh, <laughs> unfortunately is men. Never say never, but it is 99% males. Nice. And what are you looking for? I would love to think I don't have a type, but I do. I'm five foot three, which is arguably quite small. <laughs> I have exclusively dated guys that are over six foot. So the last like two guys I've dated, one was six foot two and the other was six foot six. That's and crazy. like imagine imagine the difference between five foot three and six foot six. So it's it's quite a lot. I want to be open minded and I w I will be open minded, but I love the height difference. I like feeling really small compared to the guy I'm That's dating. Really interesting. I do sometimes want a height difference, but it's usually only a few inches, not a whole foot. I think a lot of people I know and they're like, why are you not more like open minded? You know, you're like really small. You should accept guys that are also quite small. Yeah, but if that's what you like, then that's what you like. How about age? Are you more open minded when it comes to that? My age preference is quite open. I think I'm more about life stage so one guy I dated who was also the six foot six person that I may have alluded to oh yeah he graduated like a year after me but he had like a really really good job an amazing flat he was in the position to buy and he was two years younger than me so I was like well we're in such a similar life position Whereas I've also dated guys that are like 32, but they want to get married and have kids. And I'm like, obviously, I'm not looking for that. So <laughs> I'm very open-minded about age. I'm more about life position, like where you are, what you're wanting from life, where you want to be, where you want to go, like in the next like few years. Yeah, I guess nowadays everyone has completely different timelines. A next few years for someone who's 30 could still be living their single life or they could be married with kids. Yeah, people think I, I want someone that's 30 because they're more mature than me. But if you're wanting to like get married and have kids and all your best friends are ha like getting married and have kids, I don't want that right now. But if you're 22 and you're in a really good job and you're like having a good time and you're like living your London life like I am like in a very similar position like you're with housemates and you're you've graduated I'm 25 but I've been in the position where I've dated someone that's like two years younger who was arguably a lot more mature than I was <laughs> in my mind I was like well, we're in the same stage even though he was like 22 and I was 24 which didn't matter yeah that makes sense it's so important to have someone on the same page and finally how about where so I'm in Ballon, which is Southwest London. Most of the people I've dated have also been Southwest London and it's mainly convenience. 
I'm one of those people that if I'm dating someone, like I want to see you quite often. Like I don't want to see you every two weeks. You know, if you're in like Brighton or like Northampton, like I want to kind of see you more often. Like I don't want to be like organizing Southwest Rails. Yeah, fair enough. So let me know your two truths and a lie. So I've never had a more serious injury than a sprained groin. I um, held David Beckham's Amex card and I was repatriated at the start of the pandemic. What does repatriated mean? The government had to come in and pick me up because no commercial airline was ever going to collect me from the location that I was in. First one I could actually relate to because I've never broken anything David Beckham's Amex card. Usually I always think the celebrity ones are the lie, but that is very specific. And the last one, what was that word again? Repatriated. Repatriated. It's a big word. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know it before it was a thing. That could have happened. I'm going to go David Beckham's the lie. No, that's true. Oh, that's true. It's true. What happened? I, um, so in the gap between like graduating uni and then going on my gap year, I worked at Soho Farmhouse, which is very wankery. Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I worked there because I wanted to earn like a lot of money in a short space of time. Yeah. So I, and I, I live in Oxfordshire. So I was like, yeah, it's like a, a good time. It was really a really fun experience, but really, really stressful and mm. terrible hoping none of my managers are listening to this so i served the entire beckham family and obviously when he came to pay i held his annex in my hand and <laughs> i looked at it i was like wow this card has known money and yeah that was it was it was fun he was lovely a really really lovely man that's nice I'm glad he was nice to you. He was really nice. Yeah. He he also said to my friend, like, thank our waitress. And I was the waitress, but I was also not in the vicinity when he said that. Mm. My friend said it to me, I was like, I, I might as well die and go to heaven now. Because that was, like, probably the best thing that was ever going to happen to me. He was, yeah, he was a delight. He was really nice. That's cool. So where were you when the government picked you up? Or was that... That was the lie. That was... It was semi-lie because oh. I was in Australia when the government decided that we should all go home so obviously like a lot of people were repatriated from like peru or like loads of different countries that like literally just shut down i was in australia on my gap year in the the podcast can't see me but i'm doing inverted commas because i went out for three weeks then the government was like we're going to lockdown i was like right i guess i should probably come home (laughs) so i wasn't repatriated but i got the penultimate flight home from australia and it was really it was really fucking stressful yeah i bet that was really stressy and it sounds so privileged like oh boohoo you had to come home from your holiday but yeah it was hard of course, that is awful because I'm guessing you dedicated those months of your gap year to travel and it was completely ruined. Yeah, I flew out on like the 28th of February and then I was back on like the 20th of March. Oh, no. Which I think, I mean, links to the David Beckham story that was like, I worked at that place to earn money to go on my gap year. So then when it all like came crashing down, I was like, are you kidding me? I literally spent like six months working working and having an arguably quite terrible time. I don't want to shit on any business that I have mentioned, but it was quite shit. Repatriation is the lie, but it's a semi-lie. 
So then you haven't had any bad injuries like me? No, I've never broken a bone. I've never really done anything that serious. The most serious like, injury I had was spraining my groin, like the oh, muscle cheeky. between your hip and your thigh. <laughs> I, guess. I don't know how to say that more like PC, but so my sports club at uni used to do this 100 mile walk. Hmm. It was like a charity event, which... We didn't really earn any money for charity because all the money we earned went on like literally housing us and like giving us food. But I was in my first year of uni. I was like, I want to be involved. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. And I walked. I think it was 35 miles in a day. <laughs> it was fucking horrific. And I got to the point where I couldn't even lift my leg. So yeah, oh, I sprained Lord. my groin and it was really embarrassing because my parents had to come and pick me up from like Exmouth and they put a deep heat patch on it. And now if anyone's like, what's your most serious injury? I'm like, my groin. That's the worst that's happened because everything else has been like, I've never broken a bone. I sprained a wrist, but I don't think that's that serious because I was probably about 12. I've really quite done well in the old injury front but i also think it's because my parents were so protective they were like you're never you are not going skiing you're never going climbing like you'll die so i <laughs> like, i was like okay great i'll walk and that's how i got an injury so very embarrassing sort of really just walking walking which is arguably not a serious injury and i just walked and hurt myself so but it's fine now keeping on the theme with groins Maybe. What is your worst dating story? Okay, so worst dating story. So where I was at uni was known for being very near a training camp for members of the Royal Marines. Mm. Handy, but also problematic. So I dated a guy who was in the Royal Marines for quite a long time, but we stopped dating because he got chucked out of the Marines because he wasn't good enough. Yeah. Can I say that? Is that is that mean? He Oh, yeah, they can definitely fail their training. I think it's really hard. It's so hard. And I, I knew from them that, like, you basically have... Well, they told me they were, they were the best of the best. Mm. And I was like, well, that's so good for you. Like, I don't really care. But, yeah, so I dated this guy in the Marines for, like, six months. And then he left. And I was, like, obviously back on Hinge and Tinder and all the, the dating apps that we go on. And this guy messaged me. And I was chatting to him for quite a long time. And it took a while to understand that he was in the marines like he was training to be an officer in the marines aka what my ex did and obviously i was like oh no but we chatted and we had a good time and then my i was on a night out with my friends and they were like oh you should just go like just go and meet him it'll be fun so my friends ordered me a taxi for my night out to go and meet this guy who had met on tinder and probably spoken to for like two weeks maybe he <laughs> yeah he was like here's my location like the you know you should go get a taxi and this girl i was with he wasn't my friend but was my friend's friend was like you should go it'd be so fun like you know live a little we're all young and i was like i don't really want to but okay i'll be young and fun yay and then he sent me his location he literally lived in the middle of the countryside and i was like okay well this is fine like we'll go oh not sure not so sure. i get a taxi to where he lives he sent me his location and i looked at it i was like fuck that's so far away so i texted not only my mum but all my best friends from home saying if i die this is where I'll don't be. <laughs> worry about it like it'll be absolutely fine got there rocked up to this actual mansion Whoa. like a mansion it was insane it was like a full like country house 
his apartment was unbelievable and you know you're like right this is where i say my goodbyes <laughs> this is this is not this is not a good time and i got there you do what you do when you go on a tin day and it was like mediocre like mm. very mediocre <laughs> and then he go he turns to me he's like i'll just drive you home i was like okay that's that's nice drives me home and then we get home i'm like okay bye and that was it oh, i don't think I, I don't think i was that bad like oh, i think I would argue that he was that bad. So I, yeah, had a little bit of a thing of like, it wasn't even a thing. It was just like coincidental. I just kept dating Marines. Yeah. And they were all awful. Like they were all so bad. And the, the funny thing was that about two weeks before all of this happened, I said to my housemate, I would never date an army guy. <laughs> two weeks later, here I am. Hi, everyone. It's funny because I know a few people that have also dated military men and they all get coded as army man or army boy. They're such army boys. They're like, no, honestly, everyone that I've dated the Marines is saved to my phone as ex-Marine, ex-Marine, And I scroll through, I'm like, oops, my bad. Yeah. My friend dated one fairly recently and he had to go away for like eight to ten weeks at a time. Not something I could deal with. That's so stressful. Like, I just, I don't think I could deal with that personally. Yeah, it could be deployed for like years, so it's too much. Let's talk about your meal of choice. I'm actually so glad you picked this question. Are you familiar with the Off Menu podcast? I know it, yeah. And I know this is a bit controversial, but I actually don't really enjoy that podcast, mainly because I actually just don't have any interest in food. <laughs> yeah. But I know the structure. But no, it's my favourite podcast, but I got with a guy the other day that was the spitting image of James A. Custer. Amazing. I told him so many times, and I think he was genuinely like, leave me alone. And I was like, no, I fancy you so much because I, I don't even think he's that... Attra- no, that's that's mean. I think he's very attractive, but I think his humour is attractive. Yeah. Yeah, someone who is funny is instantly more attractive. So glad you asked this question. My hinge prompt is meal of choice like what i want to know about if your is your meal of choice yeah nice um because i'm obsessed with the, like the podcast like i love talking about food i love knowing about other people's food but can i tell you the biggest turn off i get from this prompt people misinterpret it as meal deal oh my god i do love a meal deal so i'll have a chicken club and like a whisper and a diet coke i'm like go go away like i'm not i couldn't give less of a shit about your dream meal deal because that's such a that's such a boring answer i'm there expecting like oh i went to this really nice japanese restaurant i ate this like really nice sushi and then like i'd like a chicken salad i'm like what the Puck. oh that's so funny. no but yeah i'm really glad you asked this question because it is my prompt yeah and i have genuinely thought about my answer if i was on ed gamble and james acaster's podcast i'd know my answer yeah still not sparkling obviously still tap water because if you like sparkling water i think you're a bit of a psychopath yeah it, it's just a bit gross like it tastes like carbon and then uh you go into the whole pop doms or bread bread yeah, I'd pick bread. Who wouldn't pick bread? So for me, it's olive sourdough yeah. with like olive oil and balsamic vinegar. But I also would really fucking love some plain crisps with hummus. <laughs> because my favourite thing in the world is before I eat, 
to eat crisps and hummus. You know, if I had unlimited choices, I would also probably say I'd really love some tortilla chips and guacamole. (laughs) But I don't think I could be that fussy. I don't think James would like me if I said that. So I'm going to go for like the olive sourdough and the like balsamic and olive oil. And then I'll also, I just need some crisps. Like play Aldi. I don't care. Aldi crisps with hummus. Great times. My starter would be a seafood platter, uh, which would be consisted of like calamari, prawns, squid, like any seafood like you could ever think of with aioli. I mean, is where I really struggle. Like I struggle so, so much because I think about all the things I've eaten. I'm like, oh, that would all be so good. Too many options. But I genuinely think my dream, dream main would be the best fucking margarita pizza you've ever eaten. Oh, I'm so on board with this. Pizza is like my favourite thing. Pizza is my favourite thing in the world, but I don't want to be thought of as boring. If you have the best margarita pizza on the best sourdough with the best mozzarella, the best tomatoes, I don't think you can be... Couldn't agree more. Phenomenal. My side would be an entire sushi platter. Oh, as a side? Are we allowed that as a side? If you've ever listened to our menu, they really they really manipulate the format. So my side can be whatever I want. Yeah. And in that instance, it would be sushi. I am very, very lucky in that I've been to the restaurant Rocker. I think the meal that I had at that would be my dream meal if it wasn't for pizza. So I'm going to put that meal as my side. And then my dessert would be sticky toffee pudding. Oh, yum. And then my drink of choice would be a Tommy's margarita on the rocks, no salt. Shot of choice. I really like tequila. Anyone that drinks Ambuka is probably a serial killer, (laughs) in my opinion. Because it's just fucking disgusting. Yes, I completely agree. I think Sambuca tastes like cough medicine. You're going to ask about the non-negotiables, but I think the non-negotiable is, do you like Sambuca? And if you do, bye. That is the next question. Is it actually? How exciting. Yes, you answered one. Is there more or is that just the main one? There are more, actually. And I think it makes me sound like a really fussy person, which I don't want to be because I am genuinely, guys, I'm genuinely very open-minded. You know the whole, like, love language? (laughs) Do Do you endorse the love language? Yeah. I believe in the five love languages. I think everyone ha- has a few that they prioritise, definitely. Yeah, no, completely. And I think what I've discovered in the last few years is the minus touch. Yeah, okay. If a guy's not, like, affectionate, like, I get it, not everyone's, like, PDA. I'm not PDA, but, like, affectionate. You know, just, like, holding your hand or, like, I don't know, things yeah. like that. I am I think I'm very affectionate in that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm, again, data people who aren't that. And I've really struggled because, like, I interpret you not being affectionate as you like not liking me and my other thing is questions ask me fucking questions oh fair yeah you know have you ever dated a guy who's like (laughs) i obviously have who will say uh, hi how are you yeah and that's it and you ask them so many questions and they don't ask a single question back and i'm like okay well i might as well not exist that's absolutely fine i'm so intrigued by people's lives like i love people and i love learning about what like their lives and their families and like what they believe in and like even political stuff like i asked that on a first date because i think it's so interesting you have a guy that's like literally won't even ask you how your day was and not even like deep questions just like how are you yeah exactly because you can build on that yeah to get 
to the deeper stuff but if they don't ask anything you just feel like you are projecting on them yeah i've been on so many dates where i feel like i'm genuinely interviewing someone <laughs> like hello how are you what do you want from a career like <laughs> what's you? i don't know and i'm just like oh, I, uh, I can't i can't be asked like yeah. i need someone again it's a non-negotiable yeah it's it's quite non-negotiable is it just interested in my life yeah you aren't asking for much there no it's, it's quite a bare minimum yeah but i've been in positions and if this boy ever listens to the podcast he'd be like right i was a six foot six guy that didn't ask questions but <laughs> also i don't know you learn you learn something for everyone you date and what I learned from him was that I like tall guys and I want someone to ask me questions. Yes, because I don't have time for that shit. Yeah, fair. What is your moan of the moment? I have two. Okay. I have a serious and a silly. Okay, let's go with the serious first. My serious that everyone's so fucking busy. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh my God, that's my moan. I'm literally so busy. It's so annoying. And I, I am personally too busy all the time, but like, for example, I met up with a really, really close friend from school the other day. We went to a concert in Manchester. I live in London. She lives in Manchester. I went to go see her. And obviously, we were catching up before the concert. And I was like, oh, like, what have you been up to? And she's a doctor. So I was like, oh, my God, you've clearly been, like, seeing lives and doing all the sick. And she was like, well, what have you been up to? I was like, a fucking good question. I actually couldn't tell you because I'm so busy but I, I don't know what I've been doing. Yeah, it's so true. I find it so stressful because you know when you're on Hinge and you're like, oh, I'm one of those people that's like, oh, I match. We talk for like two minutes. I'm like, right, let's go on a date. Yeah. Because I don't I don't want a pen pal. I think that's a good, I don't, good tactic. I don't want a pen pal. I want someone that's actually like genuinely interested. But the problem is you match and you're like well i'm free on tuesday okay i'm free on wednesday yeah okay great well i'm free in like three weeks time and you're like well i don't i'm not even interested anymore like i find the fact that everyone is so busy all the time it's like a part of human life but it's so fucking annoying because i'm busy all the time my friends are busy all the time and i feel like i spend most of my time with people that i don't get me wrong i adore they aren't like my closest friends. And then, you know, if someone else says to you, like, oh, when did you see X? Yeah. Like, when did you see so-and-so? I'm like, oh, I couldn't tell you because I've been busy doing work, but I've been busy doing X, Y, Z. Honestly, I can't even tell you how relatable this is. I've had to close my social calendar for October and November because I need to give myself some breathing space. Anyway, before I go on a rant, what was the silly one? Oh, um, people walking slowly. Oh, that's a classic. Fucking hate slow walkers like so much i hate them so much i'm such a like an efficient person like i want to get from a to z as quick as possible yeah don't get me wrong tourists are great we love tourists but if you're being slow i just i can't be asked like <laughs> it's so london because everyone is just doing their own thing and i i love that everyone's doing their own thing but equally we're all so busy that we don't have time for anything what are you weirdly attracted to so I've recently rediscovered hiking. So pre-pandemic, I used to not go hiking a lot, but I used to I used to do the whole like world challenge. I used to do like everything you do when you're in school and you go like on a hiking holiday. Did you go Edinburgh? Oh God, I did that. Absolutely hated it. I fucking loved hiking. If you have a particular please, like please marry me because it's <laughs> fucking attractive. 
any boy that owns a fleece or a um hiking boot i genuinely again my therapist you could have asked my therapist the question yeah my therapist that she said to me is like you realize you really love the outdoors and i was like I need to be in the outdoors to like function as a human. So for me, like a guy that wears a fleece, campings, like anything about that is for me a big turn on because it shows one, you like really value your mental health, but two, it shows you like the outdoors and I really like the outdoors. Let's hear what a friend has to say about you. I actually have no idea who you've chosen. I know, I can tell you've been completely freaking out. If you live in southwest London, you're in for a treat as my best friend as a Ballon babe. You've probably already seen her bopping in the Bedford or running around Tooting Common. When she's not in the pub, she enjoys exploring the globe through city breaks and adventurous holidays. What's not to love about this cultured girl? Although she won't shut up about her year in Sweden, hashtag Uppsala 2K18. If you're lucky enough to date my friend, maybe the two of you could complete her Australasia travel plans after she abruptly came home because the big C. Not only is my Dora the Explorer super fun, but the ideal girl to date. She's a culinary goddess and can whip up some incredible midweek scran. I hope you're hungry. She's also annoyingly clever and the perfect quiz team member. Her specialities include how to fuck it on a night out, startup culture, cats, houseplants and advertising. She's beautiful inside and out and honestly has the kind of soul. I'll finish by saying she has the most incredible peach. Enjoy it. I actually want to cry. <laughs> I actually knew it would be her. Then it's already fucking emotional. Oh, it is really lovely. Oh, I can't believe she mentioned Sweden. I also can't believe I didn't mention Sweden because I lived there for a year. Oh, I'm going to message her right after this because that's so fucking adorable. And she also, like, the house plants and cats. I don't think we've quite talked about that. Oh no, we haven't. And I love cats too. I have a cat called Jasper. He's the best thing in the world. <laughs> he is um, like nearly 16, so he's quite oh, decrepit. Oh, yeah. Like he's really decrepit. Oh, bless. But I adore him so much and all my friends like know about him. Final section, this or that. Okay, I'm quite excited for this or that because I like being decisive. You know what? I'm not surprised. <laughs> Like being opinionated. Would you rather be in the history books for doing something terrible or be forgotten after you die? Okay, probably something terrible. Really? You'd rather be remembered, even if it's terrible? Well, I don't want to be a Boris Johnson, obviously, yeah. because he's chief cunt. Can I say that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's allowed. Boris Johnson, uh, I don't know if anyone that's listening knows this, but we're uh, talking on the day that Boris Johnson got fired. So... I don't want to be him, but I'd rather be memorable than be boring. This is interesting, given your love of food. Share food or don't share food? Share. Guessing that is because you like to order lots of things? I'm such a share person. Like, I would love to get, like, hundreds and hundreds of dishes we all get a try. I think, yeah, I think it's because, like, when I go on... Oh, this makes me sound like such a wanker, but, like, when I go on, like, work lunches where you order loads of things and you get to try everything mm. and that's genuinely the best because who wants to order one dish and be resigned to one dish would you rather be the smartest person in the room or the funniest funniest easy would you rather ask your ex or a total stranger for a favor ex but i think i've got really good relationships with all my exes so good. they don't know that but <laughs> you i think we do so it'll be fine would you rather travel the world for free for a year or have 50k to spend however you please travel the world for a year easy easy 
I mean, I think most of my story is a bit about attempted traveling and failing. Okay, final question. Would you rather change the outcome of the last election or decide the outcome of the next election? Outcome of the next election. We don't live in the past, but also I think so much changes in like not even a year. Like we've we've seen what's happened in a year. And I I did politics at uni, so I have opinions about this. And people like people can disagree, but I think that like we've seen what's been seen, that like, you can't change the past, but you can change the future. So I would rather manipulate what's not manipulate, but like change what's gonna happen next rather than be in the past. Like, obviously, we all want to reverse Brexit because I don't think your listeners are twats. (laughs) Yeah, completely. It's your profile. You can say whatever you like. Yeah, that'd be on the podcast, but I'm not naive. I don't think that we can change what's going to happen, but we can at least be part of the solution. And that concludes the podcast. Thanks. Do you have any final words? I have so many final words. (laughs) I've had a really good time. That's good. It's been really, really fun. Not too stressful. I've been so stressed. Like, genuinely so stressed the entire time. And I also think I sound awful, but it'll be fine. If you think you'd be a good match for this character from the specific list of requirements we explored on the episode, definitely write into the Instagram. Thanks for listening as always, and I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>